What we're going to do is I have a short uh, I have a short study to introduce the film. I have a, I have a comment that I want to make on a passage of scripture. So we're, we're not jumping in the film right away. I want to actually have us look at a passage of scripture real quick. It's in 1 John, 1 John 2, 1 John, not John, but 1 John. That's the epistle right before Jude and Revelation, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, but 1 John 2, verse number 1. I want to look at that. Um, if for some reason you find that... Um, you know, you're just, you're just thrashed today, and your energy level is so low, and if you, you have to go to sleep, uh, go, go ahead and do that. Um, but my preference, obviously, is that all of us can share the rest of the evening together. I know we're going to get out of, out of tonight's session late, okay? Um, however, there is a gig gap Friday for you to rest if you were to choose to do so. So um, just be aware of that. I know a lot of guys are planning to be very active in the Friday, which is fine. That's no problem at all. But uh, just to be aware of that. But at the same time, I want to be sensitive. Uh, we've, got, we've got some things planned for tomorrow morning. But one of the main things we did, you know, you always run the, the risk. Again, I've got I to gotta really watch my time here. But you run the risk of over putting, you know, the question is how much should we be doing and how much rest do we need? I really feel like I wanted to pack a lot into tonight. And so um, I want us to look at this passage together. In 1 John 2. And this is a, a kind of an introduction to what we're going to see in, in, at some level. Uh, now, John writes, verse 1, uh, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And I write uh, to you again that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with, with the Father. Um, we talk about this whole idea of following Jesus' lead. I'm not going to go in depth to verses 1 through 6. Verse 7, Brothers, I write no new commandment. Although, look at the end of verse 6. Just a great verse, worth noting. Just He says, He, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Have you ever wondered where the verse was that says follow basically in his steps? This is one of those verses. Peter has another. But the idea of, of following his example, this is a great verse. To walk as he walked. To follow the Father's steps. Think of that. Right here. But then, brother, I write no new command. This is not a new thing that I'm saying to you, but an old command, really, um, which you've heard from the beginning. And the old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in light, in the light, and hates his brother is in darkness until now. And he who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And the point that he's talking about here is walking in brotherly love, really. He's saying, don't stumble. Verse 10, don't stumble one another. Notice that. Seek, just listen, seek to avoid division, conflict, Offense. The new commandment is the old. Love one another as I have loved you. That's what it is. The royal commandment, as it's sometimes called, right? Jesus gave it to us, John says. John, the apostle of love, as he's always called. His gospels dominated. His gospel dominated with the love of God. His epistles, letters, dominated with the love of God. But really, I had us look at that to get us here. 
So I write to you. Now I want you to look at these interesting verses. He's talking about spiritual generations. Notice, you see three levels here. Look, look if you can note them. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for His name's sake. For your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. Now, I, that's one generation. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. It's two generations there. Look at the a third generation is mentioned. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. Then he does it again. Says the same thing. Look, I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. So he's, he's repeating the statement. Notice, I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. And then again, I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Now, what I want to suggest that what John is talking about here is not literal children, young men, and, and older men. Although certainly there are overlaps. But I'm going to suggest that he's talking about really this from the standpoint of spiritual journey, generationally. I'm going to, start, I'm going to take it from that angle anyway, all right? Notice, children. Let's think of this in a, in a way. Uh, let's think of it as those who are freshmen, newbies, uh, beginners, infants in the faith. You're just starting out. Some of our room, some of you, relatively speaking, regardless of your age, spiritually speaking, are very, very young in God. Some of you, you maybe have grown up around church, but you never really were serious about learning about the Lord, about cultivating a relationship. But maybe this is the first time you've ever actually done that. You're just starting to grow in God. Things are very new, very alive. Um, this is called the outstanding characteristic is eagerness. Okay? New, the children eagerness. Think of standpoint of also the whole idea of, of I'm going to just throwing this out, sophomores, juniors, using the, the, let's call it the adults, let's call it the younger men. And what does John say the, character, the chief characteristic of the younger men is in this concept, in this, in this way he's approaching it, is their strength. So the children, your eagerness, the young men, your strength. And then the third, the third category is the elders, the seniors, right? Think of it that way. The mature. So the eager, the strong, and the mature. Look at, again, the babes in Christ, the grown men, the old disciples. The babes in Christ, the grown men, the old disciples. Peculiar states, peculiar duties. Stay with me. Look at verse 12. What does it say about the children in verse 12? It says, your sins are, what, what? forgiven. And what does it say in verse 13? about them. What is it? You have what? You have no, no, I write, uh, I, yeah, you little children, because you have what? At the end of verse 13, what does it say? No. Known the Father. So, what is it? so, verse 12, your sins are forgiven. Verse 13, known the Father. What is that about? It's about relationship. Remember, you have identity, he's saying, in this family of God. Sins forgiven, you've known the Father. Remember who you are and who you aren't. Okay? S Jump to the seniors. Again, just stay with me in this analogy. Fathers, you old deci older disciples. What does it say in the first reference there that they are characterized by? You have what? You have, what does it say about the fathers the first time? You've known him from what? The beginning. Knowledge, experience, wisdom to impart. You have a role to play. You have wisdom to give. And then... The, the category that I really want us to note here, 
the, the men, the young men in particular, I'm going to call that middle-aged Christians, if we can look at it that way, in your bloom and in your flower. Bull, you are the bulwark of the body. You are the bulwark of the community. What are the outstanding characteristics that are referred to there? Courage, strength. What is it in relation to verse 13? It says in relation to the what? The wicked one, right? So what's that talking about? Spiritual warfare, battle. Verse 14, the word of God abides in you. Stay close to the word of God. This whole idea of responsibilities, spiritual responsibilities for where we are in God and how each there is a, a, a something that God has for us at each stage. Now, I wanted us to think about that because I want to I talk about generations, and spiritually, men and fathers, as it were, in the Lord. And, um, I'm, it, you know, by the way, Jerry, what is that buzzing I'm hearing? I wasn't hearing it before, so. Oh, really? Did I miss that? Okay. And I just didn't hear it? Oh, him who has ears to hear. Okay, got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Now, um, before, I'm going to talk about the film. So I've laid that foundation. All right? In a way, we're all fathers, sons, and grandfathers someday, in, in a way. Saturday is a big day for me. The retreat ends, and I have a funeral for my father. My dad died. Last month, not this last Monday, the Monday before, I was, it was out of nowhere. I've been thinking a lot about, I was thinking about the dad thing before, I was thinking about it a lot more. And what was interesting about my father, not my grandfather, my grandfather was my spiritual father, he was the founder of our church, he's the one that showed me how to love God. He salvaged the teenager and um, gave him a role model of a man who loved God. That was important. He wasn't a perfect man. He was a, he was a raw man. But my dad, after my mom and him got divorced when we were just a young boy, my brother and I, he, did, he didn't do well. And I'm just going to lay this out. Boy, I'm not trying to like go over, spill out all this stuff. But my dad, my dad kind of checked out. He kind of checked out um, on my brother and I when we were just young, young teens. He disappeared, not, never really to return emotionally, relationally. I mean, he was alive and there, but he was never there, ever, really. And um, so I want to say my dad got lost and he never returned. And so I want to I suggest that there are, you know, and, and I'm having to sort of walk through, I'm revisiting things a little bit. And I want to suggest that as we look at this film, that uh, there's a couple of things I want us to be thinking about, just in relation to those two comments I've just made, the idea of, of where we are in our own fathering process in the Lord, um, where we are, as what God's calling us to as a bulwark potential. I think a lot of us are being called to be pillars, to be strong, to be workers in the kingdom, to hold things, to be courageous, to fight well. Um, some of us are being called to really impart wisdom that we've experienced being following Jesus for a number of years. Others of us, we're just so young in the Lord and we're so eager. We've got to learn as much as we can. So wherever we may find ourselves, I want us to think about that. But I'm going to refer quickly to some themes 
that I want you to be aware of as you're watching the film that we're going to watch. The film is called Dad. It's a pretty interesting film um, because in one sense it's about generational conflict. It's about conflict, and we'll start with that point, it's about conflict between father and a son primarily, but it also has conflict between a, 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 a mother. Um, there's, I want you, you'll see the conflict that's there. And the mother, in fact, the mother and the, and the grandmother is, is such a strong figure that I want you to look for the reaction. The husband is going to have one reaction to his, his stunningly forceful wife. And the son is going to have another reaction. The way he crafts his life is a reaction. So I want you to be looking for that. Another thing I want you to think about, because in Rises there's a lot of conflict in life, and a lot of it is family. Another theme that we're going to look at here is reconciliation. And it has to do with healing wounds. And a lot of this has to do with the body as well. And again, every one of these principles applies in the church as well as in the physical, relational arena. Because the church is a community of flawed and broken people, and it has conflict and it also has healing it's about relationships and reconciliation reconciliation is bringing things back to a point of health healing wounds spanning breaches it's about growing I want you to watch in the film how how a man grows and I want you to see if you can spot maybe how God's calling you to grow as a man and how that might affect your sons or the people you're supposed to influence. Ted Danson in this film has a lot of hair. He didn't have that before, but he has. He still. I mean, he ha, he ha, you'll notice it. So it's a little. And and he's. But try to disregard how he looks, and and focus on the way he's portraying. He is portraying the son of an aging father. And also, he is a father of a son, and their relationship is extraordinarily strained. And so what I want you to be watching for there is how, how they grow, how he grows, particularly how he grows. I want you to think about what maybe God is calling us to grow. What hurts is God calling us to grow through? What things are God calling us to reconcile? What breaches are God calling us to span? Another theme, just note it. Is, is the brevity of life. And maybe this one's sitting on me more than ever. Because um, I was totally not expecting... I mean, my father tells me three days before he dies that he's been very sick for three weeks. And he, so he tells us. He didn't even tell us. We find out. And he's gone, just like that. And I've been thinking a lot about life and about how short it is. And you know what? I couldn't tell you exactly why, but when I watched this film... Um, it affected me about this whole idea of, of really our life and how quickly, listen, our, our, our life fades and our years of strength go by. You, we may think that we're going to, look, for one thing, there's no guarantees, period, that we're going to live a long life. I pray to God we all do. But the, but the bottom line is we may not all. And, and the fact is, 
um, a long life is a lot like a book and reading it. The book has no value to us if we don't ever read it. And a life, really, if it's long but unattended to in a proper way, <laughs> in other words, we can have a lot of years and not make a, do a lot with them. That's what I'm trying to say. But our life is brief. Relatively speaking, our life is brief. And this is going to remind... I want us to think about what's really important and about, about how God really is challenging us to think about how quick things fade and what yesterday... There's a reminiscent component to it. And I think... What am I trying to say around that? Is I think God wants us to remind us to give attention to the right things. Because you'll notice in the Ted Danson character, he's very motivated about his career. But he's basically lost his son. And a lot of times we give, we're giving attention to the wrong things. We're out of whack. And then, and then, again, closely connected to that has to do with this reflecting on our life period and the aging process and what it means to redeem the time and finish well. And I actually is probably real close to the other point about how fast it goes. And, and the last thing I'll say is what it also means to be a good father. I want you to think about this. And a good son both personally and relationally and spiritually. Every, every good father in God is a good son. You think about that statement. To ever be a real father in the Lord, people that live out of your life, you've got you to gotta know what it's like to serve and to submit. And I, boy, I, you know, take it for what it's worth but the Son was submitted to the Father. I do nothing except I hear from the Father. I mean, there was... Now, relationally speaking, the last thing I want to say, and this is not on the, on the notations there, but the last thing I want to say is watch... This one's going to hit home with some guys. A lot of times when we're under pressure, it could be from a person... This could be the true of some husbands. But it's not only husbands. But a lot of times when we're under pressure, the tendency is to withdraw into our own world. That is a tendency, when we're under pressure, we all deal with that pressure in different ways. And instead of dealing with it redemptively like God wants us to, a lot of times we lose ourselves in other things. We escape in the wrong direction. All right? These themes are going to be swirling about. Also, in your handout, I think they put a sheet. Now, this sheet is, honestly, this is for us to, if you, for those of you who decide you're going to really stay up at night, some of you, there'll be some, some want, maybe want to pray about some stuff, but, and there'll be a little group of men available to just pray together if you want some prayer. Others of you, when you go to bed at night, you might find yourself um, having still a little bit of energy left over on fumes, maybe. And um, there's a sheet here to sort of just, create some discussion. And uh, the discussion is, you could do it tomorrow, but you could also do it t- tonight. Or you, could, you know, but, or you can just do it your own self. It could be throwing yourself to kind of revisit it. But the point is here, there's a, there's, there's a way to dig in close, more closely here. One of the things, um, well, you know what? That's the setup. I'm not going to set too much more about it up. So I'm curious, how many of you have actually seen the film, Dad? Can you raise your hand? Wow, it's not that many, really, huh? Why are you laughing? What's so funny? Well, that's, it's good. It's, uh... No, I'm happy. 
I'm not sad. I'm happy. Um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's such a popular film. You had to get it. You know, actually, I had never seen it. I had never saw it. And when I saw it, um, I had someone share it with me, similar, not exactly the way that I, I'm sharing it with you now. But um, I was very impacted by it. And so I want us to watch this together. And, um, you know, it, okay, it's not action-packed initially. All right? And in fact, it, uh, yeah, so it's not, okay. I took some slack, by the way. This is, this is a test because Kyung gave me some slack on this about how guys are going to have a hard time watching a relationship film. Um, I said, you're selling them short. They're far more intelligent and thoughtful. <laughs> and so, so, and so we, we, we are going to get a chance to see who's, who's right. Um, but again, thinking about the concepts, I really want you to think about your life. I want you to think about your own your own reactions, what God's calling you to. I want you to, li you know what, listen sort of for the voice of the Lord in this, uh, around the themes. And we'll come back, I'll come back on the backside of it. So go ahead. Let's go ahead and watch this together, you guys. Yeah.